Welcome back. It's the Can Do Divas, Tiana and Chasta. Hello and welcome to the Candy Divas. I'm Gianna Franco. And I'm Chasta. Thank you all for joining us again on another fun podversation, our podcast here. What is a Candy Diva, you ask? A Candy Diva is a person with an attitude and extreme drive to make things happen. A person who strives to live a fun, fulfilled, and fearless life of purpose and meaning. That's what we strive to do, and we hope to encourage you to do the same. Absolutely. And so on our last podcast, hopefully you had a chance to listen to that. It was all about the differences between men and women and how they approach their goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Inspired by Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, which you can find on Audible and iTunes um, and uh, I'm sure at any bookstore, Amazon. And we'll link it on our show notes coming up here shortly. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So go to (laughs) CandidDivas.com, click on show notes. You can find that there. Um, So we kind of wanted to continue the conversation because uh, we – Really got kind of passionate about yeah. this topic. We kind of went on a rant. Uh, as you know, Chas and I both work in a very male-dominated industry. And um, it's kind of one of those things where we don't like to share too much, but we do anyway. Yeah, yeah that's but, for sure. You know, this kind of hits home for both of us. Big time. And women still have a hard time finding that balance between motherhood and work life and career and sometimes your job doesn't make it easier because you, you know as women we take on a lot at home and we tend to do that as work as at work as well so we can easily become bogged down and then easily expect the uh, absolute perfection out of ourselves and it just becomes too much so Gianna was actually kind of continuing on with this and found a really cool study that broke down the gender gap and the way that goal setting falls for men and women which we touched on on the last podcast how my husband does not do goal setting he does not right. like write down goals Nor or mine. or any of that kind of thing. Neither of our husbands do that. And however, you and I live by that. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people do do as well. Now, here's the thing. If you make goals and you make a list and if that's how you function, that's how we function. That's how we've been able to kind of succeed in our careers and our lives and so forth. So go more power to you. Right. Go for it. But maybe there's a couple things you can, you know, tweak, tweak mm-hmm. to be more productive. Mm-hmm. So this is from Leadership IQ. This is a Mark Murphy company. Apparently, he is very focused on, uh, you know, workplace goal settings. It's all about, you know, uh, Truth at Work is one of his books. 100 Percenters is one of his books. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy who motivates people he's a to go do get better in he's their a can careers. Do dude. He's a can-do dude. So they did a gender gap and goal-setting research study, mm-hmm. men versus women. Mm-hmm. So for years, it says that men and women have been setting goals the same way, but the failure rates for both men and women are staggering. Mm-hmm. So for example... The majority of New Year's resolutions are abandoned within 90 days. Whoa. 90 days. So basically three months, three months into the new year, everyone checks their resolutions out the door. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily a question of equality. Um, it's really, you know, between the genders, mm-hmm. men and women. But he says here... The goals can be the same, but it's the differences in how we approach and carry out these goals. Mm -hmm. So they studied about 5,000 men and women, or just under 5,000. Leadership IQ has identified four critical differences in how the sexes set their goals. We will put this link in our show notes as well, so you guys can find that if you want to read this yourself or learn more about Mark Murphy. Maybe we should reach out to him. He sounds very interesting. Sounds very interesting. So the number one finding, Chasta, is women care more about their goals than men, men do. By the way, this is a research study. Did we say that? If you're a guy listening, don't get offended. Yes. This is the study. So we are merely the people telling you about it. We are the messengers. Yep. Okay? That's the word I was looking for. Uh, this is because women are more emotionally connected to their goals than men are. They're more likely to stick to their goals when the going gets tough, mm. which is interesting. That is interesting. So again, this is just the study. Finding number two, men visualize their goals better than women. 
Like the visualization used by elite athletes, men more clearly picture their goals than women do, and this gives them greater direction and focus. I totally agree with that. Do you, I, have I have a hard time actually physically. Me too. Do you? Yes. This is really interesting. Like like mentally, like seeing myself doing whatever it is I'm doing. But Jay can very easily sell, see himself playing on the Warfield stage. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, like, I'm so right there with you. I have a very hard time visualizing. I can write like, it what, down. I can write it down. I can, you know, like. Come up with a plan. And, yeah. And I can yeah. dream about it in the sense, but not see it. Like, totally. I feel it. Totally. Does that make sense? A thousand percent. But I have a hard time visual. Maybe we. I, However, you know what? Visualize it, girls. I, yeah, I, I think that's a great tip. Like Jay always in his brain always saw Green Room Music Center. Always. His whole life was like, I will own a music center. This is what it will look like. This is what it will be. This is what I'll do. He knew it. He never wrote it down. Never once, not one time did he ever write that goal down. Yeah. So that's. But he always saw it in his brain. So visualize it. I think that would make a big, big difference. You know, the only time. How do you do that though? Okay. So uh, I'll say, I will say this. The, the one time in my life where I visualized my dream mm-hmm. was when I was trying to get pregnant and mm-hmm. a lot of that was acupuncture oh yeah because when I was going to acupuncture every single weekend mm-hmm. once a week I would sit there for 30 minutes I would zen out and I would acupuncture you know I'd do the little whatever you call it acupuncture I don't know mm-hmm. is that an adjective mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I would acupuncture and um, I would lie down and she would talk to me as I was kind of getting into that zen place about visualizing my life with a child what my child would look like, what that feeling would mean to me. And that was the only time ever in my life that I set a goal that I actually pictured in my face. And I would, I remember vividly lying there seeing like colors of red and green and orange and blue just surrounding this beautiful, gorgeous meadow of a field. And I was holding hands with a little boy. We were walking, we were laughing. It, 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 warms my heart every time I think about this moment and I would visualize in my mind that he would be growing within me like he would be growing inside my belly and he would grow into this little person that I would be walking and talking I mean I would visualize that every single time I was in that zen moment you are tripping me out I'm <laughs> you are tripping me out. right and now. here's why because I can't do that I the only time I've had ever had a visual moment experience like that it was very out of body was when I was doing guided meditation um, with a woman and she meditated with me in order to get in touch with my father and and I had a very visual experience where I was in a garden of roses and she but she did it for me she was like okay now imagine the trees and this is how the branches look and this is how the flowers look and this is how your father looked like she went through the whole thing painted the picture it put me in such a trance that I came home Jay found me in the backyard like like sitting like cross-legged meditating like I was still trying to hold on to that moment and I was bawling it was such it was such a powerful experience. I can close my eyes and I can think back to that moment and I still see that garden and I still see my father. Like it's perfect. And when I'm running, oftentimes that's my happy place. Um, if I need to get to like the next mile or finish a half marathon or whatever, that's where I go. But it's funny because that's the only visual experience like that that's that like vivid. detailed and vivid. Just like you were saying with the colors. Oh, I remember all I of it. I wonder, is that how guys always visualize? Guys, could no. you help us out with this one? Because I'm really interested by this. Okay, I'm not a guy obviously but I don't think so I think they visualize it differently because here's here's why here's what I'm going to take from this so number one thank you Mark Murphy for this I know this loving good. this loving um, it because number one women care about their goals more than men do only because they are more emotionally connected and like he says here when the going gets tough right. they continue we stick it the, out they stick it out they okay. stick it out the goal okay. I think when we have those moments we uh-huh. become emotionally connected uh-huh. and that's why I think we can visualize it better 
and kind of grasp it and grow it. But I just don't think we have those moments as often. Uh, yeah. And I think men, they maybe, don't come naturally to us yes, or to me. Me neither. Maybe yeah. to you out there, they do. Yeah. But maybe there's men that they can visualize that, like visualize it, soak it in and move on. They don't and have to write it down. In. They just see it in their brain. Yeah. For us, it's an experience. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I, yeah. Like it was a moment in time. Exactly. For and for them, it's more of like, uh, all That's right, what I'm going to do, how am I going to, it's like when my husband's building things. Yeah. He can like, see he it in his head. He literally can see it in his mind, like physically building it in his mind. And then he looks at the thing and he's downstairs, you know, like with the saw and machines and making things happen. See, that's that's the difference because like when we bought this house, okay, it was um, uh, it was a hoarder house. And so we had to completely gut it and completely start over from scratch. And I remember when I walked in, I saw it as, well, you can make this happen. Did I have a visual experience in my head going on that I like saw how it would happen? No. Did I see how it would look once it was done? No. I just knew, I had confidence that like, this house will be much better than it is right now and we'll make right. it happen. Jay did see. Like, he saw walls coming down. He saw how it would look like he physically saw. So now I'm like, maybe that's just a big, huge difference in the way that men and, and how women think. men and women are put. It's very possible. It's very possible. Uh, this is fascinating. And think about that. I mean, like, one of the biggest goals in my life was to become a mother. Right. And I And it was one of the biggest challenges as well. So I think when the going gets tough – as it says in the first one, women continue with those goals. Mm -hmm. They dive in still like because they're emotionally attached to it. And you pushed yourself so hard that you had done acupuncture, which was something that you had never done. I was done. afraid of needles. And can I just, yeah, can I just state how terrified you are of needles? Oh, like the, I would faint. Don't underestimate the power of Gianna's fear of needles. So the fact that you did acupuncture is like me going into a circus like clown room. Like you just, I would never do that. It's a big deal. So yeah, you pushed you pushed through your big biggest fear in order to make that happen. And look what happened from it. Like you've often said that you give acupuncture a lot of credit for getting Ooh, you over big a time. big time hump. Big time because I think it puts you in a mental state where you could you could think about these things that you want within your life. It right. was it, it changed my world. Right. Especially in that whole that whole journey of trying to become pregnant. So I think that's a lot of the emotional attachment that women have is I what just, he's talking about yeah, here. So, I can see that. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Know, this is good. Number three, women are more likely to procrastinate than men. God, amen. God it's so true. Amen to that. While Why this, is that? It's so true. I, I am such a procrastinator. While this finding is sure to be controversial, women feel less urgency to achieve their goals than men do yeah. and that means procrastination and potentially goal failure and I don't think this is I get why he thinks it's controversial but I don't think this I is I think it's that controversial it maybe even it's not even so procrastinate but I think we get sidetracked because think, we have other things we're I doing. think we have too many things on our plate and I also think referencing the last podcast that we can tend to overanalyze or expect that goal to be absolutely perfect before we do it and sometimes we'll feel defeated before we even begin right. because this goal goal might be so lofty that you feel like I can never perfectly do that so F it and then you just give up so I actually I'm totally I totally agree I'm okay with, with that at least in my personal life yeah I'm good with that too yeah, I kind of if Jay decides on something he's like oh that's the thing I want to do and then he just does just it does it exactly <laughs> he doesn't totally write it down true. he doesn't overanalyze it he doesn't think it doesn't question it he just does it are you kidding me I need to research it on Amazon and Google oh, and a million things like what oh, what do I need to make this happen <laughs> yeah. uh what what other people have done this in the past Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm trying to buy a new computer. Yeah. I, for like two weeks now, every single day, I'm like, okay, well, let me look at this computer. Let yes. me look at this computer. Because I'm a Mac girl. I'm going to read the reviews. I'm going to totally. see. Totally. Yes. And I just want to make sure that if I spend the money on a Mac again, I'm going to be happy with it. Blah, 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 blah. Literally, my husband was like, you need this, 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 and this. Because he deals with computers at right, work. Right, right. And I was like, yes, correct. He's like, well, then 
just go, go get buy it. that. <laughs> like, why do you need to, like, why are you spending, so, he's like, I'm so over it. Please, here's the credit card. Go buy it. Please, yeah. we're done. Do it now. Stop thinking about it. It's true. We yeah, procrastinate it. It's true. Pulling the trigger, it's hard to do. I think it goes back to perfection. I really do. Yeah. I think so too. You put too much pressure on yourself for it to be perfect. So then you like overanalyze and then it never gets done. That's true. It's or it doesn't true. get done for years. Years. Jay God. never does that. He wanted to open a music center. The second he found a spot, he's like, done. He's he like, opened a music. It. He opened a business without even like totally without a business plan or anything like that. Probably. No, but no, no business plan. I mean, they were like, how much money is it? It was like the basics, right? It was like, how much money is it going to take? What is the timeline? Who do we have to like get involved? And then okay, we're going to go do it. Let's start it on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? How it was guys that are simple. That's how guys are. Wow. They just dive in That's head first. Crazy. We tip, we, you know, dip our we toes. Tip-toe. We yeah. yeah, we dip our toes in the water to make sure it's not hot. They're like, I will deal with it later. Yeah. Um, women set tougher goals than men. Well, this might be something to do with it. While this may inflame debates about who's the tougher sex, women or more women are more likely to leave their comfort zones and set challenging, even scary goals. This leads to both greater achievement and fulfillment. I think that my personal take on that one is not even that I feel like I set tougher goals. I think I just actually vocalize and write down that I'm setting said goals. Like if you, if Jay walked in this room right now and you're like, hey, babe, what's your goal for this like week? He would be like, survival. <laughs> you know, just like, like food. I know. He wouldn't think about that. Like I, I could sit and tell you like, I have a goal of working out four days this week. I have a goal of um, drinking 75 ounces of water every day. Like I have all these goals. The tone, yeah. Right. And so like, I think that's maybe why our bar is a little higher because we actually do the physical work of like planning things out. Maybe that's why. Well, I think too when we uh, when we dream, like I always dream and you know, like the like the highest possible, like the best case scenario of what it's going to be. Like if I want to be, you know, I want to be in this career, I want to be Oprah. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you know, <laughs> everyone can dream big, and that's all good. And I you think should. you should never be told how big you can dream. Right. That is something that's within you. But I think that, you know, not everyone's going to be an Oprah. So I think sometimes setting like crazy goals like that, Mm -hmm. it's such a far, it's such a, it's such a long ladder to climb that you forget all the stops along the way that you have to make. Right. You know, like before you get to the roof, you're going to pass the first floor and then you're going to get to the second floor. So I think at that point you're kind of like, and I think that's, that's my issue. And I think that's Sort Maybe of that why, goes back into why women they don't they procrastinate because if you're trying to be Oprah, look how long, look how high that mountain is. Right, and it's like ugh, it could be overwhelmed by tomorrow. this big lofty goal yeah. that you have set yourself, and so that's why you're like, mm, I'll start it tomorrow. <laughs> so, but think, but imagine if you if you make it to Oprah, yeah, like that's one hell of an achievement. Oh my god, I mean that is the most fulfilled moment you could possibly have because that's the that's, lifetime achievement. That's the dream award. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably you know I think maybe why you know women set tougher goals because they said like farther reaching goals you know what I mean and a little bit more vague maybe you know like like Jay was very like specific on like I'm going to open a music center like that's a very specific tangible thing right I am more like I want to be a really big personality on a radio station in the Bay Area like that's like that's a little bit more vague do you see what I'm saying totally I totally know what you mean so I think there's a difference in that too okay so what's great about this article is they go on to say that the findings here have helped them create some really good to do's for both men and women to help them achieve bigger and better goals. So Teach us. let's talk about the to-dos for women from Mark Murphy. Um, women need to spend more time visualizing and picturing their goals. I agree with that. I'm learning something myself. Me too. This could I, mean, I'm not positive I know how to do that, but I'm going to spend some time overanalyzing on how to do it. No, I, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> 
which we probably will do. together. Yeah, that's funny. This could mean pictures, drawings, vision boards, etc. I'm going to Google how is, to do this. <laughs> women need to tap into the focus and direction that men get from more clearly picturing there. So I love that. Absolutely, that's yeah. my takeaway. I like it too. So if you're going to create lists, if you're going to create goals, a lot of women do have vision boards and things like, and we've all kind of read the secret that sort of led to these kind of thoughts and ideas. Um, if you put it out there, it's going to come back to you. Men just kind of do it anyway. They don't need all the visualization as much. Yeah, like they I could visual never it better. Yeah, J or Pete making a vision board. No, like whenever I they get it right. Whenever I had the goal of running a half marathon. For instance, I should have, instead of scheduling out on a Google calendar all my workouts and all my things, I could have done that. But I also should have been visualizing crossing that finish line. Yeah. I never did that. I never did that either. I just visualized how much money I spent to do it. And I was like, (laughs) shit, I got to (laughs) finish. Got to make it across that damn finish line. (laughs) Pretty much. I was like, God dang it, these people. Always get get my friends. (laughs) Damn them for making me do all this crap. (laughs) And it was like two hundred dollars, so I was like, "God, I got to do it now." I know that was yeah. my visualization. Yeah, but yes, we should have. I should have done, done the that, same, right? Okay. I and I look back at that picture because we've done it twice. Yeah, I look back and I was like, "Hell, that was a good moment." It's a big. It's a yeah, big moment. It's a very good moment. Um, okay, next one. Women need to attach a greater sense of urgency to their goals. Otherwise, procrastination could lead to abandoning the goal entirely. So this can be done through setting more urgent deadlines, giving themselves immediate rewards, limiting choices. Hmm, can I give a plug good. to Shalene Johnson? You sure. already brought up Oprah. I can bring up my Oprah. Yes, you can. So Shalene Johnson has a 30-day push goal journal, which is what I use. But my 30-day push goal will probably last me 90 days. <laughs> so you need to do it in 30. But maybe the goal is to actually complete that in 30 yeah um because and that is her system that she created and it's fantastic um i can't recommend it enough and i do i actually built the studio and built this gym in my in my garage we transformed our garage into a gym and uh, play space for my son because that was one of my 30-day push goals it took way longer i think that was about a six-month plan for the the gym and stuff but i like went through and used that so if i would have really pushed and pushed and pushed i could have i could have gotten it done way faster well so just kind of have more urgency on the situation more urgency and then i think that helps you make your goals a little more realistic to achieve yeah you know instead of like okay dream big dream high that's right. great but dream about the steps along the way yeah you know like focus on the steps it takes to get there right so you knew okay so maybe i do this portion first First, and then I'll move on to buying the treadmill. And right. then I'll move on to buying the mats. Right. You know, just all comes in steps. But yeah. do, but you know, create a keep realistic. Yeah, keep at it and create a realistic urgency for it so mm-hmm. that you're consistently pushing forward towards that goal. So mm-hmm. I think it's a very good thing. Um, women need to accomplish at least one thing every day that pushes them closer to their goals by asking, what must I have, ac- what must I have accomplished today in order to keep on track to achieving my goals? I try to do that with Candy Divas, actually. It's funny. I like <laughs> this was a screw up on my part last night, but like I try to do something like 10 minutes a day. And as she, going back to Shalene, she's like, try to be 2% better this week. 2%. If you're 2% better every week, then you know, y- you will equal 100% better in a year. That's the basically the what she says. But I think of it like if I'm doing 10 minutes a day to work on candid reviews, whether it's Googling, um, uh, you know, a topic or yeah. editing a podcast or putting something on Instagram live or whatever, just chipping away at it because 10 minutes doesn't really seem like that much. And there was a book I was reading um, a couple weeks ago. She said, be miserable for 15 minutes. And her that's her version of like doing something towards a goal that is just, it's annoying and painful, but in the end will be something that you really want to accomplish. So just 15 minutes a day, right? right. That doesn't sound like that much, but if you do that every single day, it adds up. 
It does. And that's that's with me with working out. Yeah. So like I found this really good 20 minute workout on Beachbody. Fantastic. That I do like a couple days a week now. It's great. You know, and I every Sunday now I do a Pilates class with a group of women. But I made it work for me because they come to my house. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> there you go. You no, but seriously, like I, I have to like I have to make it work for myself. And yeah. I think that's good because, you know, that is a goal that I try to achieve to be healthier. Um, and I just, I have a challenge with it because I don't, and this is no secret on this podcast, I don't enjoy exercising as much as the next person. Right. And I'm very honest about that. But that's a goal. It's but a you goal still have I, it. Yes. It's a goal I really try to achieve. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I wish I was better with that concept, but it's just me. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, it's a personality trait. <laughs> I can think trait. of 10 other things I could be doing. <laughs> that would satisfy me so much more. But then, you know, when you drop a dress size, you're like, hell yeah, Woo-hoo! this looks great. So, oh, those 20 minutes every time you do it, it does. become worth it. And you, that's a very good point. So it's very, I think it's very good. I, I, I love that. It's very good. Accomplish at least one thing a day that pushes you closer to your goals. That's a great, great idea. Okay. For the men. Um, to do's for men. Men need to develop more emotional attachment to reach their goals. Pursuing a goal without a deep emotional commitment virtually guarantees that when tough times hit, commitment will waver. Whether the commitment is intrinsic, it extrinsic or personal men need to be able to answer the question why do I really care about achieving this goal oh my god oh that's so funny that you said very good because literally I swear to you like I've probably I've probably read like 15 books this year 10 of the 15 have been like what is your why I hear that all the time I hear it all all the time on podcasts in books in conversations what is your why most of the time 99% 99% of the time, that's women saying that. What is your why? So men need to like dig deep and find their why. That's great. Well, I think it would help them too to achieve the goals, especially if they've got some big ones. Because you have a why. Them. Yeah, you've got a reason. And if it's not, if that why doesn't come to you, then maybe you should be, you know, changing paths a little bit. Right, exactly. You know, because yeah. you have to have, I think, purpose and meaning to wanting to achieve that Absolutely. goal. Absolutely. Uh, Men need to set more difficult goals. Men need to increase the difficulty of their goals by asking themselves questions like, what will I have to learn to achieve this goal? How will I grow as a person as a result of this goal? What new skills will I have to acquire by virtue of pursuing this? If men find their goals aren't stretching their minds, helping them leave their comfort zone, they should try increasing the difficulty of their goals by 20%. Um, This is very true. And I'll give my husband some credit for this is what he did at work. He... um, this was something he was kind of focused on. So, mm-hmm. and I think he still is growing towards that. Part of his new job and part of his new position, you know, he it's it's elevated him into more of a managerial situation. Yeah. And so he was, I remember him having a conversation. He was like, I'm having a hard time of like, you know, these new guys come in and are trying to learn these skills. And then I have these older guys who've been there for a really long time and they're not learning these skills. I mean, and they're not teaching. And then there's conflict. And he's like, I just, I, you know, I'm kind of, he's like, how do I manage that? Like he couldn't figure out how to, you know, he was trying to figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. So he finally came up with a way to have a weekly meeting mm-hmm. and he brings in the older the old timers he brings he's in the literally youngers, bringing generations bringing together. generations together and he's like this week he was like i had more and more every week i don't make it mandatory but more and more every week i get more people at these meetings mm-hmm. and they're offering information to teach the younger guys and the younger guys are offering information to them about how to do things maybe modernizing modernizing or yeah. better and he's yeah. like it's sort of kind of you know, help us, it's helping us build and helping us like create bigger and better goals for our department. And not only is it helping Pete stretch as in a management position, right. but it's also helping each one of those individuals in there stretch past their limits. Right. That's great. So it was Good job, Pete. Yeah. And he, and, and he's not the best communicator. 
God love him. <laughs> but we love him. Bless his so heart. So I think what he, the challenge for him was, the goal was for him is how do I communicate this with said group, ver, you know, with this group? And I was like, well, you know, maybe you just have to start having a conversation, asking them like, what's going to work for you guys? Right. And make it a safe space. Right. You know, there's no judgment when you come in and you don't understand something. Right. And make sure they know that. The older guys, like mm-hmm. they can't judge these kids for learning. Right. And then these kids can't judge them for being like grumpy and right. old because they've been there for 25 years. Right, exactly. So, you know, it, it apparently this they you know if they stretch their minds is what it says here that'll help them i think that's that's a good example of that yeah definitely pete's already on it he's working towards it he's getting i mean he's i I think he's trying to implement something of this nature to help him pursue that goal and i want to say as his wife Mm -hmm. i helped him do that yes of course but that's good these are things that we can take from either gender yes we can learn from one another uh, men need to generate more social accountability for their goals. This doesn't mean that men have to tweet or Facebook every aspect of their goals, but it does mean that men shouldn't identify somebody in their life who will engage them every day and help them stay on track towards their goals. <laughs> so this helps keep men emotionally connected to their goals and ensures they keep their goals appropriately. I <laughs> That's funny. I sort of forcefully am this person to Jay because I'm always pushing him, not pushing him like to do the next thing. I'm just pushing him to think about what the next thing is because Jay is very like he will put his nose down to the grindstone and he will work until his fingers bleed literally um drumming like that's not even an exaggeration but I will push him like what are you going to do next like I've pushed him to think about doing baby classes for instance at green room you know because that's something I think that we could really offer so I but I sort of like you're planting those that. seeds. Yeah, I'm yeah. planting the seeds. I initiate that for him. And so, and and I think he does appreciate it, um, but maybe it's offered more than it should be. <laughs> but I mean, because he saw the goal of creating a music center. Right. You know, and having studios and things right. like that for people um, who want to be creative. And then you see this the next step of, okay, well, how can we also do this? Like, he's like, okay, I reached my goal. This is great. Well, and I also, you know, Jay is, a, I think, and a lot of guys have this issue of being workaholics. Like, Jay mm-hmm. will literally work himself to death. And so, so I yeah. try to look at like, how can you spread yourself out instead of adding more time? So like, could we do drum lessons on a website where we could offer people to pay for a set of drum lessons webinar. that that's a webinar? Like, you know, and then that doesn't take any more of Jay's time. Once he records those lessons, that lives because those are basic. I mean, we're talking about basic lessons, basic drumming. It, once those are filmed, I can edit them and we can put them on the website. Then they live in infamy, right? And then you can make money on those. You're not adding anything to your plate, but you're spreading out your little umbrella a little further. So those are the things that I try to try to encourage him to do because he's not real into tech and he's not real into those kind of things. He never even thought of doing something like that. Okay, so that's where he needs to um, in order, you know, grow as a person. Is there something he can learn to do? I'm like looking at the article as I say this um, to to get to that point. And that's a great idea. There was a podcast. Oh my God, E on fire. Uh, I will put it in the show notes because I cannot remember the name, but I started listening to it this week. He, the exact concept of creating a situation where you are making money mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything in that moment. That's, it takes yeah. time and effort to get to that point because you have to create that 
nugget right. that lives somewhere in the internet world and it works for you while you're not working on it. Exactly. I, that, I am obsessed with that concept now. Well, yeah. Because, because I'm like, hi, that's the whole point. It's the it? whole point. And Free Jay time. has such a tangible thing to teach. Yeah. It's like, this is the basics of drumming are always going to be the basics of drumming. You can build off of them, but that's a very basic thing. Like to me, that is so black and white. It's like somebody wants to learn to drum. You can teach them. We can do that on a video. They can download it, pay for it, done. And you like, reach the world. Me, to me, that is so simple. Yeah. Jay's just a little old school. Like when he thinks of teaching drums, he thinks of somebody physically coming in and him sitting down with them in person, but that takes his time and he's only one human. He's never going to grow past that glass ceiling, not to reference Hillary Clinton, but he's never like he's blocked. Because he's only one person, right? right? But if he diversifies and he puts himself online, then he could be teaching somebody basics of drum in Germany or totally. wherever, you know? Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think, too, there is something to be said, like having that physical teacher. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very nice quality because if you're making a mistake, you have someone giving you that feedback. But I think once you get past the basics, it's good to have a real teacher. But and here's the thing. People can only kind of afford that like once a week. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. So if you're getting that drum teacher like once a week on your own – then you need maybe something supplemental in addition to that to sort of kind of help you. Look at me, I'm like selling Jay's business. Or if or if you, you know, you learned something like that and then you like you go to practice and you're like, wait, how did exactly. that go? You, you need have that a supplement. reference, right? Yeah, you need that supplemental thing extra to sort of help you get to the next level. Because, I mean, drum lessons are, I, I don't know, 50 bucks an hour-ish. Yeah, yeah so they're not cheap. Think about that. Yeah. Most people can probably afford that once or twice a week, maybe once or twice a month. Right, exactly. So this is an opportunity for them to further their further their education with an actual teacher right. as well as having some supplemental. It's like having a book on the thing, but exactly. an actual person telling you how to read the book. I love it. Yeah, I think there's just ways, but it's good that I'm it's good that I'm that person for him that's pushing him in that direction. Very, Let very much so. Let me pat myself on the back. All right. Well, uh, again, this is a really good I article. I love this. Le- We're going to link to this article in the show notes as well. Leadership yes. IQ, a Mark Murphy company, if you want to look it up. But um, he seems like he's uh, super legit. I want to reach out to him and see if maybe we could chat it up with him. Yeah, he's got a lot of books. He's been in Forbes magazine. And this is definitely, he's got webinars, he's got webinars. all kinds of stuff. I feel like Handed Eva webinar coming on. I'm going to show right? you some notes I made the other day. There's awesome. a goal list. Shocker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, best-selling author. I apologize that this is the first I've ever heard of him. I know, me too. But so that's if you okay. know more, then let us know yeah. but hopefully you learned something out of this and it helps you guys I learned goals. a lot Me I'm too. just gonna say I our like conversation it. was very enlightening to my brain today I'm gonna start visualizing I'm gonna work on visualizing that's my takeaway me too and I might go back to acupuncture yeah because <laughs> <laughs> thinking about that moment like gave me goosebumps and I was like god that was a nice was way a, to start my Saturday it was I know I used to do that in support of you yeah. I went just so you could get past the basic needle portion right. of it and I wasn't doing it for a specific reason but I enjoyed the relaxation of it I think we could both benefit so yeah there's a plug for acupuncture as well. <laughs> I know, exactly. Okay, everyone, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Can Do Divas. Please hop on iTunes, rate and review us. We really appreciate it. As Chasta calls it, it's our tip jar. It is our tip jar. And um, share us with your friends. And if you have any comments or thoughts, please hop onto our Can Do Divas Facebook page and let us know what you think. That's right. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things are Can Do Divas. And of course, candidivas.com for more. We really appreciate you being here. Love you guys. Have a great one.